Ever have a conversation with your girlfriend that was so good you wish it had been recorded? Think those conversations would be great to be able to share? Wondering if there's support or research for the recommendations your smart girlfriends give about mental, spiritual, and physical health? This podcast was born to answer those kinds of questions. Hello, I'm Sherry Coleman-Collins, registered dietitian nutritionist, and here with me in the studio is my girlfriend, Dee Wilson. We're so excited to have you joining us for this edition of the Southern Fried Girlfriends podcast. Dee, how are you today? I am doing really good, Sherry. How are you? I'm great. I am great. The sun is shining and it feels like spring. It's gorgeous outside. <laughs> I am so ready to be done with cold weather. <laughs> By the time this show airs, it should be much warmer. <laughs> oh, hopefully so. I put my blue eyeliner on today because I'm willing spring into existence. You are looking at it. I love the shine on your face. Thank a little you. bit of like iridescent. Thank you. Y'all, if you don't know, Dee is like obsessed with makeup and she looks fabulous today. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> but today's show is a little bit of a departure from some of the shows we've done and it's a little bit of a tough topic. So Dee and I went back and forth about whether or not to do the show and how to do the show, but we both agreed that it's an important topic. It's a topic that's affected both of our lives and many of the people that we know, right? Right, right. So we both know that it's hard to deal with, and today we're talking about divorce, the D word. <laughs> <laughs> so in full disclosure, D and I have both been divorced, so we know a thing or two about the difficult journey you walk when you go through it. We both also have lives filled with joy and peace and happiness on the other side of divorce, so we know that there's hope in the midst of the heartache of divorce. Absolutely, but it doesn't feel that way when you're going through it. No, it, it, it doesn't feel that way. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And so I think in this show, you know, what we really want to do is encourage people. Um, and before we dive in and introduce our guest today, I want to say that we support marriage and we believe that it takes work and commitment and sometimes a lot of outside help in the form of prayer and mentorship and therapy to have a healthy marriage. And if you're struggling in your marriage, we want to encourage you to do everything possible to save your marriage. Yeah, I think a lot of times people say, you know, it takes a village to raise a child, but it also kind of takes a village to raise a healthy marriage. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I think that you have to have support. You can't Mm -hmm. be isolated sort of on an island together and think that you're going to be happy forever. That doesn't work. (laughs) No. Oh, I listened to this minister out of Minnesota. Um, He actually does like a a marriage course. And he says that when you isolate yourself, you will feed on each other. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It gets ugly. Oh, I can see that. I think that's a great analogy. And, you know, the good thing is that for Dee and I, we're both in half Happy, healthy marriages with our best friends, and we believe in God-centered marriages, and that they're both attainable and what we're meant to have. Absolutely. So I think that that is enough of sort of a prelude so that hopefully you get a sense of where our hearts are on this issue, and um, and that this show is really meant to be an encouragement. And we have a guest. So I'm super excited to welcome Cecilia Oroshank to our show. Uh, Cecilia works in the financial industry where she assists individuals in planning for their short and long-term financial goals. And after being single for 18 years, she married Alan in 2009. Welcome to the show, Cecilia. Hey, welcome. Thanks for having me. 
We're thrilled. We are thrilled to have you with us. And um, I know that you have a lot to share, so we're going to dive right in. And my first question is, what makes you an expert in divorce? Can you tell us a little bit about your journey? (laughs) I am not an expert. Um, My journey began back in 1990 when uh, my husband of 15 years left me. Mm. And um, I was devastated. Um, and I started my journey in trying to find out who I was, what happened, what defines me. And um, through that journey of wanting to understand and grow and become the best that I could become as an individual, I stumbled ac- across several self, self-help self books as well as um, a class, a mm-hmm. class that's called Divorce Care. Mm-hmm. And that really was a turning point in my healing process. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm an expert in the sense that I was married, uh, divorced, then I was single for 18 years, and then I remarried. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, sometimes I think our experiences, especially in this kind of area, can make us experts. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually, yes. so when I got divorced, um, I went through divorce care. And um, found it to be incredible. It was, for me, one of the most important parts of healing after my divorce and really getting through that process. And I made some friends in my divorce care group that are still my friends. You know, more than 10 years later, they're still some of my dearest friends. I love them so much. And, you know, when I was going through divorce, I also went through divorce care. So I wanted to ask you about how you stumbled across it, because I don't even remember how I came to be there. I feel like maybe, I don't know if it was my divorce attorney or somebody recommended it, but I feel the same way. Like I kind of stumbled across it and it was like, saved me. Like, I don't know what I would have done if I had not found that community to help support me. So how, how did you find them? Yes. So back in 1990, when I, when I was divorced, I was Something in me was seeking a place where I could connect with people that would understand me because Mm -hmm. your friends are married Mm -hmm. and no one understands what you're going through. And I could not find any place that I could connect. So fast forward to 2001. um, I moved to Atlanta by then and I was at a church in Alpharetta. And they were offering divorce care. But I said, I'm not going to go to divorce care. I mean, I've been divorced for seven or eight years, about that time, even more. And I I don't need it. Mm -hmm. But I was a Stephen minister, which is a a course that trains you how to come along someone and help them going through difficult times. Mm -hmm. So this particular divorce care class evening, the facilitator, there was a man and a woman, and they always want both sexes represented, both genders represented. So they asked me if I would help because the female was out, the mm-hmm. woman. And I said, well, yeah, you know, my qualifications were that I was divorced. <laughs> <laughs> and I went into that class and, oh, my gosh, it! I found that that I had been looking for. 10 years prior. Mm-hmm. And to tell you the truth, that's where my really true healing began. I wow. Really so you feel understand. like you still had not. I had, I had band-aids either. on yeah. my wounds, but um, those band-aids would often come off mm. and you would see my, my, this, the, the, the wound open and divorce care helped me 
heal those wounds. I have scars, but they don't open as often. Yeah. Yeah. So can you tell us about divorce care? Because most of the people who are listening may not even know what that is. They may have never, because I was the same way. I had never heard of divorce care. Divorce, it's not like Medicaid. I know, right? (laughs) I mean, I knew that there were groups for people who were struggling with grief and with all these other things. Mm -hmm. And it makes sense that there's something like that for divorce, but it wasn't something I needed (laughs) until I needed it. And one of my best friends actually told me about it and she recommended that I go. And it was, it was fantastic. But can you just tell us a little bit about what divorce care is so that people know? Sure. So divorce care came into being, if I'm not mistaken, in the late 80s by a gentleman, and his name is Steve Grissom. Steve himself went through divorce, and after he experienced the divorce, he wanted, he was searching also for a group where he could connect and, and, and bring Christ into the healing process. And so he started putting together little videos, little classes, uh, project them into videos and interviewing people. And thus, divorce care came to be. Mm-hmm. So it's a curriculum. It is a curriculum. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's a 13-week curriculum mm-hmm. where you watch a video and then you discuss it. Mm-hmm. And it has a workbook and the workbook has questions and item, and, and um, topics to discuss on your own after watching the video. Okay. And those topics are tied to Bible verses so they mm-hmm. can relate. Because sometimes we feel that how can the Bible in any way connect to my divorce? Mm-hmm. And and it does mm-hmm. in many different levels. So that's, that's how the yeah, healing starts. That was kind of surprising for me because I was like, well, God hates divorce. Right. And, oh, my gosh, I'm outside of the will of God by doing this. And, you know, church was kind of the last place that I wanted to go because I was like, oh, I have this this mark on me. Um, that's exactly how I felt. Too. Did, is it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But it's it's so funny that in those times is when we most need to be with people like us and we most need to be covered by God. Um, And so to go and to watch the videos and to really understand what the Bible is saying about the dissolution of my marriage Mm -hmm. and what that really means and doesn't mean was awesome. Mm -hmm. Yes. Of course, one of the challenges that we find is that divorce care does not offer the answers. Yeah. Right. People divorce for many, many different reasons. And I, I, I haven't heard of two divorces that are alike. They all have their own reasons for going through divorce. And the Bible does not offer, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, divorce care does not offer answers, but it offers resources. Mm-hmm. And resources, and, and it points us to the Bible, and what the sections that they point to the Bible are, first of all, when we say no one understands what we're going through, Jesus was persecuted and he died because of something that he did not do he was accused of something that he had not done and many times we when we go through the wars we feel that we are being accused of something um, and that there there is no way that God could relate to us and thus God re- does God does relate to us mm-hmm. uh, we call him the wounded healer because he himself was wounded. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, in 
in my experience after my divorce and in the middle of it, I felt judged and condemned by some people in the church. And and that may have been in my own head and my own perception, just because I was struggling with feelings of failure and, um, and loss. And yeah, nobody was really on your lawn. No, saying, look at you. No, <laughs> no, right. right. No, no but, but, I, but I felt, felt ashamed. Yeah, yeah. And I felt ashamed. And I think and I didn't know how to talk to anybody about it. And I, and then, so I think, you know, one of the questions I have, Cecilia, for you and just for us to think about is how can we as a, as a church, big C, little C, you know, how can we extend grace and help people who are struggling with divorce who may feel that way? I think we need to remind ourselves that we can all be at that place. You never know. Um, and just offer grace and do not judge Mm -hmm. because unless you've walked in that person's shoes, you will never understand what brought them to the point of divorce. Right. And then how it feels and what divorce is doing in them spiritually and physically. Yeah. And what they need is just, they need to, to be heard and not judged. Yeah. But I agree with you. It, um, I find that. People at church tend to point the finger and judge, mm-hmm. and um, it's 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 a challenge. Yeah, and the, you know the reality is that they're they're going to be according to the U.S. Census, like more than eight hundred thousand divorces in the U.S. in one year yeah. each year. That's yeah. a huge number. Yeah. That's a lot of people who are struggling through this really difficult time, and I think that the church. And as individuals, we have an opportunity to really encourage people and comfort people because for me anyway, it was it was one of the most difficult losses I've ever been through in my life. And it was the right thing. And and I don't regret it. But it was Mm -hmm. still, even though I knew that in the middle of it, it was still one of the hardest things I have ever been through. And I think I was really lucky because I found my divorce care group. And in that group, you know, not only did the curriculum help me walk through, you know, sort of unpacking my feelings and writing them down and digging into scripture and finding comfort in Jesus, but also it gave me that community of people. And you talked about this. I mean, it gave me those people to connect with who were struggling through the same thing, who were also looking for encouragement and answers. And we were able to support each other. So I think, you know, that um, if you're, you know, if you're in an area where divorce care is not offered, I mean, that's something I think you can explore and, and try to find. I mean, I think that was, it didn't actually, my church didn't offer divorce care. So I had to go to another church. And that was, that was half an hour me. away. Yeah, <laughs> it was a it was a hike for me to go to the divorce care group each week in the middle of the week during rush hour. But it was worth it. You know, at the end of the day, it was worth the investment of time in my own healing. You know, I, I think about um, one of the videos that we saw in divorce care, and I think it was Dr. Miles Monroe, uh, rest in peace. Mm-hmm. And he talked about how divorce is basically, you know, when you get married, you become one and divorce is the separation. And there's all of these ragged pieces that are. I remember that. Do you? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just the visual of it. There's these ragged pieces on the side of you where your spouse no longer is. And I think that if we as a church can recognize that there's this person who is 
hurting, no matter what you think about the reasons that they've decided to divorce, that you have to care for that person that's mm-hmm. hurting, that's injured, mm-hmm. really injured. Um, and that that's what I, I found mm-hmm. with divorce care was that that care for that part of me that was injured. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And I think that, that when we, when we're judgmental and when we're, when we're unkind to people, especially when they're hurting, that doesn't bring them closer to Jesus. <laughs> that doesn't bring them closer to Jesus and it doesn't bring them healing. It just yeah. makes them bitter and it makes them sadder. And why would we want to do that? You know? So go ahead. No. Um, as we're going through the wars and we're in the middle of the, of the pain and we're seeking some something to help us through the pain and to heal, we will not be at a place to think this. But afterwards, if you look back and think of this, and that is when people judge us as we go through the wars, it's really not about us. Mm, it's about true. them. Mm-hmm. And we may be projecting what they feel, they may be going through a difficult marriage mm-hmm. and they see themselves maybe the possibility of getting close to divorce and seeing us going through a divorce reminds them of that. Mm-hmm. Um, it may be just a fear. They may not have problems in their marriage, but they're just very, very afraid of maybe someday getting to that point. Because sometimes they say, well, I looked at you and I looked, you looked as though you it had a great like marriage fine. and you're going great. through the divorce. So what's going to make me not go through the divorce maybe? So there's a lot of fear. Yeah. And when people reject us, it's not about us. It's about them. Eventually, I believe that we can get to that point and understand that. But when we're in the midst of the, what I call bleeding, mm-hmm. uh, we, we, we don't think that way. see it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So what, what do you think are some things that for our, if we have girlfriends who are listening, who've been through divorce, even if it's been a long time, like it was for you or who are in the middle of it, what can we tell them or what would you tell them that they can do to help themselves at this time? What, what, where would you send them for resources? So hopefully you can go to divorce care and there are a lot of divorce. You can, there's a website, it's divorcecare.org. And right there in the, the main page, you type in your zip code and it gives you all the churches that are offering divorce care near you. Uh, also, you can go to the website and sign up for a one day at a time daily emails. They're devotionals and they're right on. Somehow, no matter when you start, that email you get, that devotional you get is what you need to hear that day. It, it, it always works and they're wonderful. Um and just really reach out and try to find an, another individual that is experiencing and maybe the two of you can walk along that healing process. Now, what do I mean by healing? And I really want to explain this. And it's a message that divorce care gives. And ultimately, the message is that we need to become separate, unique, and whole individuals. Um when we go through the divorce, our ex had something to do with the marriage not, not working as we had something to do with the marriage not working. And it may be 90-10, 50-50, whatever it is, we need to take responsibility for that percent. And what, what I mean by responsibility is not to point our fingers and say we made a mistake, is what could I have done different? And in the process of looking and thinking what could have I done different? 
I start learning about myself mm -hmm. yeah. and I start becoming a whole person where I don't need someone else to make me happy. Mm -hmm. I'm okay by myself. That's, you know, not to say divorce was like the worst thing that ever happened to me. It was also the best thing that could have ever happened to me because I know myself in a way now that I never, I don't know that I would have had my first marriage not not worked. There was so much that I learned about what I'm capable of, of who I am, um, what, what I like, what I don't like. I mean, very simple things that I learned just through that period, you know, post-divorce. It, it was six years um, before I decided that I was ready to date again. And I really, really learned who I was in that time period. And I don't know that that would have happened otherwise. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, th I would echo the same thing. I mean, I think that during that period of time, I was able, I was in therapy too, and that helped me immensely. Me too. <laughs> yeah, me too. So I went to divorce care and I saw a therapist every week. I mean, it was, it was very intense that two years for me of just really recovering and healing from that process. But also, I think that for me, I also um, grew in my relationship with Jesus. You know, I learned to pray and rely on him and trust him in a way that I wouldn't have otherwise. You know, I mean, I think struggle makes us stronger. Mm -hmm. It doesn't always break us. You know, sometimes it breaks us. And I think to a certain extent it did, but it also made me stronger. And I, and I never would have, I don't think I ever would have dug into scripture and prayer the way that I did during that period, if I had been happy, if I had had all of my needs met, you know, if I, all my dreams are coming true. I don't know that we, I don't know that we really develop that deep devotion when we're, when we're not struggling. So there is, I think, something beneficial, even in this incredibly difficult time, if you can see it. And, and certainly you can see it afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I was, I was not a Christian when I divorced. As a matter of fact, my, my mom died a month before my husband left me after battling cancer for four years. And in her deathbed, my mom said to me, what have I done for God to send me this disease? Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking, you know what, I'm going to find out about this God because I hear people talk about God this, God that. But if he's really ultimately a good God, then did he really send this disease to my mom? I'm going to find out. And my search started. Wow. And that's where I went to all different churches from New Age to ending. I ended up being baptized at a Baptist church. So, you know, both <laughs> extremes. Go Baptist. Go, go Baptist. <laughs> but with that, I, uh, because of that experience, I try to let people know that as they go through divorce care or they go to church and they don't understand what it says or they're not they don't understand what what it is to be a christian or what it is to be a believer uh to know that they just need to seek mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. don't get caught in the i don't understand the christian um lingo or Prayer, I, you know, explain prayer. What does that mean? Because sometimes I want to pray and, and nothing comes out. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of people that, I must say this, divorce care, I, I've been doing it for many, many years, facilitating it. And always, whoever goes through that class comes out closer to God. Mm -hmm. If the individual that came in was a non-believer, 
they start seeking, they question God. Mm -hmm. And if it was an individual that had gone to church and is a Christian, but had pulled away from God, they begin to start walking towards him again. Mm -hmm. Um, So... I or just want to make sure at his ankles. That was me. I was like, <laughs> yes. I, I felt like I was like, okay, Jesus, I'm right here at your feet. I, I need you to help me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I argued with him. I, mm-hmm. I pushed him away. I got him closer at the end of the day. Um, thank God, <laughs> you know, he's always there. We're the ones that pull away. Mm-hmm. And so when I started walking towards him, he was there and he embraced me. And I really learned, I understood what it, mean, what it meant to, mm-hmm. to have a relationship with God, to feel his love. Yeah. And that's when my healing also really started because he taught me how to love. And his love is the one that sustains me. And at the end of the day, I'm his child. Mm-hmm. And you can rip anything you want out of me. You can take any possession out of me, but you can never take that away from me. Mm-hmm. And so that has been my strength and my message to women that are going through the wars. We are, a, we are a child of God. If you believe it or not, you are a child of God. And this brings me back. This makes me remember um, you had someone, Lakeisha Poole, mm-hmm. yes. that you interviewed. Yeah, Faith Beats Fear. Yes. And she said something when I was listening to it. And I said, yes. And it's, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to butcher. It's not exactly how she worded it. But she said, you have fear and you have faith. You can't see either one. But yet it is so much easier for us to pick fear over faith. Mm-hmm. And that is so true. Because fear is something that it's, 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 you, you can't touch it. You can't see it. There's nothing, there's nothing that, um, that gives it the power unless you give it. Right. And so when you're middle of fear and you don't know if you can believe, think that it's a choice. And, and why is it easier to pick fear over faith? Mm-hmm. And they're both choices. And yeah. they're both choices. Yeah. They're both choices. But I think fear is someone that people can relate to more. They talk to about more. I I, I don't know what the answer <laughs> is. No, it's almost easier. It is. Yeah. I think we're I think we're sort of wired that way. You know, if you look at just the media, you know, scary things sell much more than happy stories. Yeah. So I yeah. think that that what that says to me, and I know that this was my experience too, and it still is, is the you know is making the choice each day to be happy. To find things to be happy about, and in my divorce, you know that was one of the one of the freedoms was having the choice now to be happy and being able to just focus on the things that made me happy and doing those things more regularly. And you know, and and that meant um, finding out what I liked to do, and you know, spending time exploring that, and and that was a really so I think that you know I think that at the at the end of the day as we get you know near to wrapping up you know that the I think that it's a difficult time. D and I and Cecilia can all attest to the fact that the the path through divorce is incredibly difficult and painful, and there's yeah. no masking that, and there's no pretending that it isn't, and there's no way to avoid the pain. But when you get through it, on the other side of it, and even in the midst of it, there can be really beautiful things too. There can be joys, and there can be growth, and there can be peace, and there can be, and there can be good health. 
That would be my thing is just to let our listeners know that there is joy Mm -hmm. on the other side. I remember, you know, in the midst of my divorce, not really believing that I would ever be happy again. Yeah. And, you know, I remember even telling my ex-husband, I am never doing this again. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He's like, you'll you'll remarry one day. I'm like, dude, never not doing this again. And now, you know... I I think back to that and I laugh because, you know, I'm celebrating my ninth wedding anniversary in about two weeks. Um, And he's an amazing man. My cousin, my current husband, Um, my ex-husband is a good man too, but, you know, and I never would have thought that I could be this happy. Yeah. Yeah. It's possible. And I feel the same way. I feel the same when we're about to celebrate eight years. So, um, I, you know, and I, I think that it's not perfect. No marriage is perfect. But I don't like him every day, but <laughs> <laughs> I love you every day, though. There you go. But it, it is joyful and it yeah. is good. And it is, and it is, um, I think it's all the things that I wanted um, before I knew what I wanted. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's good stuff. So I know that you had you had um, sent some potential resources, and one of the things that you mentioned was the Boundaries book by Townsend and Cloud. Yes, yes. I love that book. That is an love awesome book. book. <laughs> awesome book. Uh, at our church, individuals that have gone through divorce care can go through the Boundaries class. It's oh. eight weeks. Uh-huh. And it just basically shows you when to say yes and when to say no, when you stop and the other person begins. Mm -hmm. And as we're trying to define ourselves and really learn who we are, Learning about learning and understanding about boundaries is is very 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 important. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. And they have another book also that's called Safe People. Yes, I that's love another that book. one. Yes, yes. Safe, Safe People. I haven't People. heard of that. It's such a good book. It's yes. such a good book. And for anybody who's dealt with codependency or with sort of a lifetime of 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 um, uh, enmeshment or broken relationships or dysfunction in your life and your family and then in your marriage and in whatever, you know, if you've dealt mm-hmm. with it for a long time, I think the, the book Safe People is an incredible book to help you understand who are people that you can trust and who are people that you may need to keep a little bit more distance from emotionally. It doesn't mean you have to end relationships. It's just, just like boundaries. It's really about helping you identify who those people are that you can more deeply trust when you don't really know how to do that. Hmm. Yes. It's a great book. It's a great, great book. Yeah. Yeah. Both of them. Yeah. Yes. Great. So Cecilia, are there any other um, resources or recommendations that you have I just want to mention quickly that if you have children, Divorce Care has Divorce Care for Kids. Oh, that's good. For ages 6 to 12. And then not related to the to Divorce Care group. Um, let me go back. Uh, Steve Grissom, the individual that started Divorce Care, he created an organization that's called Church Initiative. So under Church Initiative, you have Divorce Care and Divorce Care for Kids. One of the facilitators that did that facilitated divorce care for kids for many years, she started her own ministry, and it's called Sunset Point, like Sun S O N Set Point Ministries, and she has put together a divorce recovery program for teens. Oh, good. So that is also available. That she's calling the Journey, and mm. right now we're offering all those at our church. So we have divorce care, divorce care for kids, Journey for teens, and Boundaries. So it's a busy Monday night at the church. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, it sounds like a lot of healing too, a lot of really wonderful things. So Cecilia, thank you so much for, for coming today and talking with us and sharing your story. I know that it isn't easy always to recount those things and to talk about such a diff- difficult subject, but I think that it's incredibly important and that statistic still blows me away, 800,000 plus divorces and annulments each year. Oh, that makes me so sad. It makes yeah. me sad too. And But I think... Knowing that means that there is a need, you know, there is Mm -hmm. a great need to be able to have these conversations and talk about this and and be okay with the fact that, you know, while we completely support uh, marriage and believe in marriage and want to see people happy and healthy in their marriages, sometimes it doesn't work. And sometimes divorce is inevitable. And when it is, people need help. So thanks for sharing those resources. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank Mm -hmm. you so much. Well, um, as we close out the show today, I want to say thank you to Dee, as always. We had a little technical difficulties that you guys didn't experience, <laughs> and so she fixed it right up and uh, with the old IT the old IT trick. <laughs> turn it off and turn it back on and see what happens. <laughs> so thank you for that. You are an amazing producer and a great co-host, and I appreciate you, you so, so much. <laughs> and we always close the show with the same, same question, which is, D, what are you going to do? What is the one thing you're going to do today to be healthier? Well, today I actually have to do what I normally do on Fridays. On Fridays, I do my grocery shopping for the week and um, pull together our menus so that we can meal prep on Sundays. But I didn't do that because uh, Mac was offering a free makeup class. <gasps> Fun! So I went to a makeup class yesterday. So I did my thing yesterday. <laughs> it was awesome. Oh, that's fun. They're free. So, I mean, if you're interested in makeup, Take advantage of it. Oh, I love Mac products, too. This is not a Mac commercial, but, man, I love their <laughs> products. Cecilia, do you have anything on tap that's going to help you so be I was here? ready because I know you asked this question. Oh, good. <laughs> and so I've been having some problems with my leg, and it's been very painful, but the pain has really been uh, diminishing. So today I'm going to try to go for a walk. Oh, good. Yes, and it's a gorgeous day for that. It is. It is. I'm looking forward to that. Oh, good for you. That's awesome. I have a friend who used to say that when we stop moving, we rust. So we, <laughs> so we have to keep moving. We have to keep moving. Is wine oil? Oh, uh, okay. Sure. <laughs> I'll buy that. <laughs> for me today, you know, I'm with you, Dee. I, I was traveling uh, the last couple of days for business, and so now I'm back and the fridge is empty. <laughs> so I have to go grocery shopping today, which is not necessarily my favorite thing, but is essential to good health. Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks so much again for listening to Southern Fried Girlfriends podcast today. We love having you with us. And as always, if you have any questions, suggestions, or thoughts, please feel free to drop us a line. You can email us at southernfriedgirlfriends at gmail.com. And don't forget to subscribe and rate the show. Thanks. Have a great day. Bye, y'all.